and take it like a man when Brother Robbie stands up here and talks about my Florida Gators. So I'm going to go on about a 30-minute rant. <laughs> no, I'll save that for another time. I'll save that for Brother Robbie. Um, but go TCU. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm just kidding. That's my, that's my last one, I promise. That's my last one, I promise. Don't leave. All right. No, I'm um, so thankful that you're here this evening. Thankful for this opportunity. Um, this church means so much to me and my family. Um, went to uh, preacher college here, and, and everything that Brother Robbie and this church has just instilled in us is just amazing. And uh, to be able to stand up here behind this pulpit and share the Word of God is truly an honor. So uh, I'm very thankful, very thankful this evening. It's so awesome. Uh, man, they were praying with me over there, and Trent's been talking you know, about getting back, getting back to uh, where we used to be. And, and uh, uh, you know, Jake was talking about looking back on last year. And, you know, man, I was just sitting over there. I'm just shaking, right? Not because I'm nervous. I'm over that now. But because it lined up right with what I have been studying. The title of my sermon is called Back to the Basics. How amazing is that? We were sitting there talking, you know, as Trent was up here and, and talking. I, I, it's just amazing but anything that we've learned, anything that you, you've done in life, you have to learn the basics, right? You have to start somewhere. You have to start uh, 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 mildly, I guess you could say, but you don't go right into being an expert at anything, right? You have to learn the, the, the basics of, of uh, I'll give you an example, talking about football. Uh, in my research, Vince Lombardi, great coach of the Green Bay Packers, Started every spring, tra every training camp. Now, he's had NFL players for years. He starts it off. He walks up in front of the team, holds up a football and says, boys, this is a football. Pretty simple, right? But that's where you have to start. And then, uh, you know, when I was uh, coaching softball, coached softball for a long time, for 10, 12 years, you go back to the fundamentals, right? You just go back to just easy things, just square one, square two, just to work on your basics, work on your basics, get a little bit better. Well, this, this thought come into my head as we were coming back from the mountains of being back to the basics. I think in 2023, that, that mindset is what I want to take into it, of just truly getting back, because we've, we've made things so complicated, let's be honest, right? I mean, we overcomplicate all kind of stuff, but tonight, I want us to get back to the basics of prayer, which is amazing, because we've already seen people on the altars and and uh, man, God has already been moving in here, and I just think it's going to be an awesome deal, an awesome deal to look at this scripture and to go back to the basics of prayer. If you've got your Bibles with it, we'll be in Luke chapter 22. Luke 22, we'll be in verse 39 through 46, real simple. This is going to be a simple sermon with a simple outline. Um, if we're going to get back to the basics, I think that's where we need to start. I, I'm, I'm not Brother Robbie. I, I believe we have one of the greatest preachers in the United States right here behind this pulpit every single week. Um, and I've learned a lot from him, and we're just going to back it down. We're just going to keep it simple. So Luke chapter 22. If you do some studying in the KJV Bible, prayer is mentioned 693 times. It's very prevalent in our Bible. But I'm just going to take a look at one instance, one prayer. And we're going to get back and see what, what God was, what Jesus was trying to, to relay to us. And I think we're going to be able to pull out a couple of points and get us back to the basics of prayer. Because let's be honest, we Baptists, we pray over a lot of stuff. 
Come on now, we, we, I'll pray for you, brother. I'll pray for you, sister. We, we throw out prayer a lot. We pray for our football teams. All right, don't, look, was the last Saturday when the guy was lined up for the field goal? Come on, let's be honest. There, there were some prayers thrown up there, right? Um, I mean, all, all kind of different things. We, we pray over uh, hunting. Lord, please just let me send that eight point, just send that eight point buck my way. Lord, please just, just let it. I promise I'll be at church Sunday. Lord, let me just have, let me just have a good day. Lord, just, just let everybody be calm. Um, fellas, you ever done the prayer on the way home? Lord, just please let my wife and kids be in a good mood. Just let me get home. I just want them to be in a good mood. Women, same way. See, it goes, it goes both ways, right? Um, but we pray over so much. But if we're going to get back to the basics of prayer, let's read in Scripture and what Christ was going through. Luke chapter, 20, uh, Luke chapter 22, we're going to start a reading of verse 39. And the Bible says, And he came out and went, as he was wont, to the Mount of Olives. And his disciples also followed him. And he, when, when he was at the place, he said unto them, Pray that ye enter not into temptation. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast, and kneeled down and prayed saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was it were great drops of blood falling down to the ground. And when he rose up from prayer, was come to his disciples, he found them sleeping for sorrow. And he said unto them, Why sleep ye? Rise up and pray, lest ye enter into temptation. I'm going to be preaching on this thought back to the basics of prayer. Now this might seem real simple and I hope it does. We find Jesus here in the Garden of Gethsemane. He's fixing to be betrayed. He's fixing to be crucified. He's fixing to be tortured. He didn't call a meeting. He didn't call the boys together and go, hey, we need to talk about this. He didn't start pacing around and wringing his hands and and, and, and you know, looking on Facebook about for some kind of encouragement. No, he, he didn't do that. All he simply did was go and pray. He got alone. And he went and prayed. So if we're going to get back to the basics of prayer, the very first thing we have to find a, a look at is the position of prayer. We look at uh, verse 41. It says that he was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast and kneeled down and prayed. Jesus kneeled down, showing reverence for everything that, everything that was fixing to happen to him, everything that, that was on his mind. He had to kneel down. He had to, be, he, he had to get down on his hands and knees and fall on his face to just pray. I think this church, not only this church, but as a nation, we need to get back to falling on our face and truly praying. You know, when, you, when, you're a, when you're a kid and you're taught, uh, I taught my kids the same way. What, you remember, you sit down, what, you, you, you fold your hands, bow your head. God is great. God is good. And that's a great start. That's where we need to be. But I, I, sometimes I feel like we haven't graduated past this. I feel like we need to get to a, to a position of our prayer. This altar is always open. Man, that's what I love about Calvary. Um, when we started coming here, I don't even know how many years ago, man. The concept of an altar was foreign to me. I wasn't real sure about it. And I'll tell you a funny story. When uh, we were in preacher college, 
we would start every class with prayer, obviously, you know, as you do. But my first day in there, Trent was in there, Jake, uh, Dalton. So we're in there, my very first day, right? I don't really know what's going on. Is God called me for this? What's, what's happening? And Brother Rice says, okay, let's get started. And all of them fall flat on their face. And I'm just sitting there like, I, what, what are we doing? Did we lose something? I don't, I don't what, what are we doing? Every single one of those men in that classroom, we started every class getting on our hands and our knees and falling on our face before God and just praying, praying for his hand over that class, praying for his, his hand over whatever um, uh, a service we were going into or whatever that was on our mind, whatever was on our heart, we fell face first and started praying to God. I think so many different times we get into a routine. You know, we kind of just get to the same place. I'll pray in the truck. I'll pray in the deer stand. Right? We just do a simple little prayer. But maybe tonight your position needs to change a little bit. Maybe tonight you need to find the base of that chair right there where you sit. Maybe tonight is a, is a good night to get reacquainted with this altar. We've already had many people down here, and it's awesome to see God move, but I'm going to challenge you tonight. Maybe it's tonight is, is a time that we get back on our face before God and we change our position of our prayer. Jesus did it. He kneeled down. It doesn't have to be. I'm not sitting here saying every time you say a prayer, you need to be on an altar, be on your face before God. I'm not saying that because there's, there's 693 instances in, in Scripture, not every single time where they've fallen on their face. But if we're going to get back to the basics, if we're going to get back to where we want to be, I feel like this church, our nation, Christianity as a whole, we need to get back to falling on our face before God. We need to get back to our position in prayer. So tonight I'm going to challenge you as we continue on. What is your position on your prayer? If we're going to get back to the basics. So not only is the position of prayer, we take a look at the purpose of prayer. Now that seems really, really simple. But take a look at verse 40. The Bible says that when he was at the place, he said unto them, pray that ye enter not into temptation. He actually says that twice. He says it again in verse 46. So if we're looking at the purpose for our scripture and for our text, the purpose of that prayer was temptation. The devil was there. The devil's real. The devil was as real in scripture as he is today. 1 Peter 5.8 says the devil goes around prowling, seeking who he can destroy, right? The devil's constantly changing his tactics. He's constantly finding where you're weak, where you're at, where you're most vulnerable. But I think so many different times we, we don't change our routine, right? What is the true purpose of our prayer? Is it to beef ourselves up? Is it to try to get something from God? Here is to defeat the devil. When you're praying, when you've got your head bowed down, when you're, you're fully into everything that God's got in store for you, when you are praying with every, all of your might, the devil has no power against you. None. The devil's jumped on your back here tonight. Maybe we need to get back to that purpose. But not only is that purpose to defeat the, to, to defeat the devil, but did you know that prayer is a form of worship? Man, it's a form of worship. Man, to be able to cry out to a God, it's an open line of communication. How awesome are we that any time we can, we, look, how many times you call your wife or text her or something, and I hate to be picking on my wife, but she's got a cell phone, but she don't answer it. <laughs> don't write me back. How frustrating is that? 
But we have a God that's 24-7, on call, ready, wailing, waiting. What do you need? What can I do for you? It's a form of worship. Let me tell you something tonight, church. If your purpose of prayer tonight is for health, let me tell you about the great physician. If yours is heartache, let me tell you about a God that puts families back together. If you're looking for peace, let me tell you about the Prince of Peace. If you're looking for death, let me tell you somebody, he, did, he conquered the grave. The only man that's ever conquered the grave. If you've got that on your heart or on your mind, he can take care of it. If you're talking about sin and salvation, let me read Romans 6.23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. If you're looking for wisdom, if you're looking for direction, if you're looking for discernment, if you're looking for forgiveness, if you're looking for obedience, if you're looking for position, if you're looking for anything in this world, all you have to do is pray. Get back to it. Get back to the basics. Make that your purpose to renew your mind. Prayer is a form of worship. We need to start treating it that way. Let's get back to the basics. So our purpose of prayer is not to defeat the devil. It's a form of worship. But it says right here in Scripture that we pray for the perfect will of God. Verse 42, the Bible says, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And what amazing it would be if we got back to praying more of that, right? God, I want you to do A, B, C, and D for me. But God, he's got a completely different plan. You know, I tried to, uh, I tried to get into politics um, before I started coming to Calvary, right? I ran for county commissioner in Hamilton County down in Florida. I was going to be the youngest county commissioner. Man, I had my signs, had it all laid out. I was going to be a politician. I didn't even politic that much. I thought I had it in the bag. Everybody knows me. Everybody knows my family. Yeah, it's all good. Went around, shake some hands, kiss some babies, show up on election night, get this job. I came in dead last. <laughs> Not even close. Like the first wave of ballots come in, I said, whoop, that's over. <laughs> Cancel the party. But I thought that was the direction I was going to go, Right? A month later, we come to Calvary. Two months later, I start preacher college. No way would that have happened if I'd have won that election. But I had it all figured out, man. I had it planned out. Man, I'm going I'm to do this, do that. I'm going to be a politician. Now God said, no, nah, boy. We're going to send you to Calvary. We're going to send you to preacher college. And one day, five years from now, you're going to be standing in front of Calvary preaching the Word of God. Never would have dreamed that. Maybe when you get back to looking at the will of God. So what is your purpose tonight? Everybody come in here with something on your mind, on your heart. Maybe you want to come see if I'd fall flat on my face up here. I'm with you. Maybe you come in here with truly something on your mind, something on your heart. You truly needed to come here and give something to God. Or maybe you're sitting here right now, still don't know what it is. What is the purpose of your prayer? Are you praying for yourself? Are you praying for others? Are you praying to just simply get through the day and defeat the devil? Are you praying to worship? So which way are you going to go? What's the main purpose of your prayer tonight? What's your position going to be tonight here in a few moments with this invitation? What's your position going to be? Are you going to fall flat on your face? Are you going to bow your head and just truly just pour yourself out to God? 
So I'm already to my last point. I told you it was going to be simple. We've got to look at our position of prayer. We've got to look at the purpose of prayer. But the third one, and most importantly, we've got to get back to the passion of prayer. Verse 44. The Bible says, And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. You look at the definition of that. Earnestly means with sincere and intense conviction. We're passionate about a lot of stuff. We're passionate about football, passionate about politics, passionate about church. I love my Florida Gators. We made that perfectly clear. Y'all know that. Y'all are passionate about the Georgia Bulldogs. Bless your heart. Florida State Seminoles, the list goes on and on, right? We're passionate. Trent was talking about it earlier. Man, we jump up, we shout, we holler, throw parties. Can't wait. Then we just drag ourselves to church. And I'm right there with you. I'm not preaching to you. I'm preaching at me. I'm right there with you. We're passionate about so many different things. I'm passionate about hunting. Man, I'm passionate about dirt track racing. I, love, I travel all over the southeast going watching cars, cars go round and round. We're passionate about so many different things. I'll tell you how passionate I am. I'll make a confession. I got kicked out of an eight and under softball, uh, softball game. <laughs> Ejected. You're out. I made it through the first half inning. My kids, are, my kids are out there. My mother-in-law was there, and her boss was there. Actually, her boss was the umpire that threw me out. Now that I think about it. Man, they made a terrible call. I can still remember it. She was safe, I'm telling you. She was safe at first base, and he called her out. I come stomping out there with my notebook. I, I can remember this like it was yesterday. And I went to arguing at an eight and under girls softball game. And when I didn't get my way, my wife remembers this because she was so upset. I took that notebook and I threw it in the air and papers went all over the field. Had to stop the game so I could pick up all my papers. He ejected me. Didn't know it was my mother-in-law's boss at the time. How dumb is that? Right? Ejected. Couldn't even watch the rest of the game. I had to go to the parking lot. Passion. Man, we're passionate about our kids, man. We're passionate about family. I mean, whatever it is. You know, if I hit your button, that's it. But you're sitting something right now about your passionate. When you're passionate about something, you give it your best. When you're passionate about something, you want the best for whatever it is. Man, you want to you wear it, you want to show it, you want to support it, you want to be there for it. You, whatever it is, whatever your passion is, you give it your best. Man, just think if our passion was prayer, if our passion was Christ, if our passion was church. And I'm not belittling anybody. You might have all this down. I don't. If we get back to our passion of prayer, the Bible says Jesus prayed more earnestly. Even Jesus took it up a notch, right? The Bible says he didn't get it all the first time. He had to go back and get it again. He prayed more earnestly with sincere and intense conviction so much that he sweated drops of blood. You ever truly thought about that? Just the agony that that man was in. Praying. You know what he was praying about? You and me. Yeah. And our sin. Yeah. How amazing is that? And yet we just pray and ask and ask and ask. 
drops of blood over our sin. I want to read something to you. I tried to memorize it, but I couldn't do it. J. Vernon McGee did a commentary on this passage of Scripture. I'm going to read a couple of sentences to you. Just, If you will, just, just bear with me for a moment. If you'll just close your eyes or just look at your Bible. I don't want you to look around. I want you to just solely focus on these words I'm fixing to say. All right? Truly hear what I'm saying. And these aren't my words. These are, again, this is a commentary. He says, He loved the lost world so much that He went to the very depths of hell itself to offer it salvation. And the world spurns the Holy One of God, the spotless Savior who made sin for us. Let me ask you a question. Have you rejected Him? Have you spurned Him? Are you ungrateful for what He did for you? Stand in the hush of Gethsemane and listen. Do you hear the sob of His soul? Do you hear the falling drops of blood? Look yonder in the garden by an olive tree and see, bending low in agonizing prayer, the Savior who took upon Himself your humanity and mine. And tomorrow, He goes to the cross. Man, what a picture. What a picture. That's who we're praying to. That's, that, that's Him who went through all that for us. We need to get back to that passion, the true passion of prayer. It's amazing words. Maybe tonight we get back to being passionate. We get back to the basics. We get back to our position. We get back to our purpose. We get back to that passion. I'm going to share something with you. I wasn't going to talk about this, but I'm going to get through it. The most passionate I've ever been about a prayer was the first and only time I rode in the back of an ambulance. And it was February of last year. It was a Sunday morning. I just had a stroke. <clears throat> Couldn't move my right side. Panicking. My wife was there, not knowing what to do. <laughs> and this is not bragging on me at all. They get me in the bed, and I'm paralyzed, and I'm asking her to call Brother Robbie so we can get somebody to teach Sunday school. <laughs> Serious and heart attack. Not knowing what tomorrow's going to bring, not knowing the, 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 what's going to happen. They put me in the back of an ambulance, and that's when I'm truly by myself. And again, I'm not making this about me. Please, please bear with me. I tried my best to get back to that place. That was the most passionate prayer I've ever prayed because I didn't know if in the next five minutes, the one I was praying to, I'd be looking at face to face. It's a horrible feeling. But I'll tell you what, I, I, <laughs> that was the best conversation I've ever had with God, I can tell you. The absolute best. But it shouldn't come to that. It shouldn't come to a, a drastic situation. It shouldn't come to, to our life flashing before our eyes. Before That's when we truly get passionate about Christ. No. It's right now. We're sitting here. We're breathing. We're on padded chairs. We're at Calvary Baptist Church. We have the freedom to worship a Savior. Now is when we should be passionate about what we got going on. 
But again, I'm not preaching at you. I'm not, I'm not preaching at you. I'm pre- right there with you. I've tried my best to get back to that day, not in a physical sense, but just spiritually. I, I, don't, I don't know what it was, man. I was passionate. So tonight, as we wrap it up, I told you it was going to be basic. It was going to be simple. Let's get back to the basics. 2023, back to the basics. We're going to start with prayer. We're going to look at our position. We're going to truly dissect our purpose. And finally, let's get back to the passion of prayer. So tonight, I want to challenge you as they begin to play music softly. Husbands, wives, maybe tonight that purpose is each other. Pray about it. Maybe parents need to grab hold of your kids. Pray over them one more time. Brothers, sisters. Man, it just might be people in your Sunday school class. As Trent was talking about earlier, you know. Maybe it's been a while since you grabbed them by the hand. I don't know what it is. You move as the Lord sees fit. Maybe tonight we truly get passionate again. We truly find our purpose. Christ fell on his face and sweat drops of blood over everybody that's in this auditorium. But you keep standing at a distance In the shadow of your shame but There's a light of hope that's shining Won't Praise you come and take your place And bring it all to the table. How amazing is it we are in the presence of the Lord right now? He's walking up and down the aisles. Touching those here and every single prayer that's being lifted up right now. Bring it all to the table. As those are on the altar as you're praying out. In the auditorium, I ask nobody move for the next few moments. I'm going to ask a question. This wasn't a salvation message. This was a challenge to get back where we need to be. But I would be doing the Lord of this service in this church if I didn't ask if there's anybody in here that does not know this Lord that I've been preaching about, this Jesus that sweats uh, drops of blood over your life and your sin. You don't know this Jesus. It's I got men and women here in this auditorium that would love to show you, show him to you. We take a Bible and show you how to be saved. Very simple. If that's you here tonight, I'm going to ask you to do something real simple. I'll, you you can come up to me after the service. You can step out of your seat and walk down here. I'll take you by the hand. I'll get somebody. We'll we'll wrap this thing up here tonight. Anybody like that? I'm just going to simply ask you to get out of your seat. Walk that aisle one time. We can get this thing settled. message was 
say predestined and ordained. This message was meant for tonight. Nothing that was said here this morning, this evening, came from me. It came straight from the throne room. Bring it all to the table. God continues to move and hear your prayers. Find your passion. Find your purpose. son that while here on earth Lord just took all of our sin took everything all of our guilt all of our shame Lord he took every bit of it and in the garden prayed prayed so earnestly in the agony Lord that all the sin all, all the weight of the world was on his shoulders but yet Lord you still loved us so much that 2,000 years later, you continue to hear every single prayer that we lift up to you. No matter how big, no matter how small, what an amazing God you are. Lord, I pray that you continue to move up and down the aisles, that you just touch every heart, touch every soul, whatever need needs to be met. Father, I pray that it happens tonight. But Lord, as we look through Scripture and we get back to the basics, of prayer, we get back to the basics of you. Lord, help us just recognize what we've become. Lord, help us recognize where we need to improve. Lord, help us recognize where we fail you every single day. Lord, help us be better Christians. Help us be better brothers and sisters. Help us be more diligent in our prayers and in our study life. Lord, but above all, help us turn our passion back towards you. Lord, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for your love, your mercy, your kindness that can never be understood, Father, but we're going to worship you for it. We can't fathom the depths that you've gone through. We can't fathom the love that you've got in your heart for us. But Lord, we're going to honor you with everything that we do. We love you. We praise you. 
and everything that we do. In Jesus' precious name we pray, amen.